section twelve masterpieces of negro eloquence edited by alice dunbar nelson this librivox recording is in the public domain a memorial discourse by rev henry highland garnet henry highland garnet who at the time of the delivery of this speech was in charge of the fifteenth street presbyterian church in washington d c was one of the foremost figures in the great anti-slavery movement in new york he was the first colored man to speak in the national capital matthew twenty three four for they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers in this chapter of which my text is a sentence the lord jesus addressed his disciples and the multitude that hung spellbound upon the words that fell from his lips he admonished them to beware of the religion of the scribes and pharisees which was distinguished for great professions while it succeeded in urging them to do but a little or nothing that accorded with the law of righteousness in theory they were right but their practices were inconsistent and wrong they were learned in the law of moses and in the traditions of their fathers but the principles of righteousness failed to affect their hearts they knew their duty but did it not the demands which they made upon others proved that they themselves knew what things men ought to do in condemning others they pronounced themselves guilty they demanded that others should be just merciful pure peaceable and righteous but they were unjust impure unmerciful they hated and wronged a portion of their fellow-men and waged a continual war against the government of god such was their conduct in the church and in the state we have modern scribes and pharisees who are faithful to the prototypes of ancient times with sincere respect and reverence for the instruction and the warning given by our lord and in humble dependence upon him for his assistance i shall speak this morning of the scribes and pharisees of our times who ruled the state in discharging this duty i shall keep my eyes upon the picture which is painted so faithfully and life-like by the hand of the saviour allow me to describe them they are intelligent and well informed and can never say either before an earthly tribunal or at the bar of god we knew not of ourselves what was right they are acquainted with the principles of the law of nations they are proficient in the knowledge of constitutional law they are teachers of common law and frame and execute statute law they acknowledge that there is a just and impartial god and are not altogether unacquainted with the law of christian love and kindness they claim for themselves the broadest freedom boastfully they tell us that they have received from the court of heaven the magna carta of human rights that was handed down through the clouds and amid the lightnings of sinai and given again by the son of god on the mount of beatitudes while the glory of the father shone around him they tell us that from the declaration of independence and the constitution they have obtained a guarantee of their political freedom and from the bible they derive their claim to all the blessings of religious liberty with just pride they tell us that they are descended from the pilgrims who threw themselves upon the bosom of the treacherous sea and brave storms and tempests that they might find in a strange land and among savages free homes where they might build their altars that should blaze with acceptable sacrifice unto god yes they boast that their fathers heroically turned away 
from the precious light of eastern civilization and taking their lamps with oil in their vessels joyfully went forth to illuminate this land that then dwelt in the darkness of the valley of the shadow of death with hearts strengthened by faith they spread out their standards to the winds of heaven near plymouth rock and whether it was stiffened in the sleet and frosts of winter or floated on the breeze of summer it ever bore the motto freedom to worship god but others their fellow-men equal before the almighty and made by him of the same blood and glowing with immortality they doom to lifelong servitude and chains yes they stand in the most sacred places on earth and beneath the gaze of the piercing eye of jehovah the universal father of all men and declare that the best possible condition of the negro is slavery in the name of the triune god i denounce the sentiment as unrighteous beyond measure and the holy and the just of the whole earth say in regard to it anathema maranatha what is slavery too well do i know what it is i will present to you a bird's-eye view of it and it shall be no fancy picture but one that is sketched by painful experience i was born among the cherished institutions of slavery my earliest recollections of parents friends and the home of my childhood are clouded with its wrongs the first sight that met my eyes was a christian mother enslaved by professed christians but thank god now a saint in heaven the first sounds that startled my ear and sent a shudder through my soul were the cracking of the whip and the clanking of chains these sad memories mar the beauties of my native shores and darken all the slave land which but for the reign of despotism had been a paradise but those shores are fairer now the mists have left my native valleys and the clouds have rolled away from the hills and maryland the unhonored grave of my fathers is now the free home of their liberated and happier children let us view this demon which the people have worshipped as a god come forth thou grim monster that thou mayest be critically examined there he stands behold him one and all its work is to chattelize man to hold property in human beings great god i would as soon attempt to enslave gabriel or michael as to enslave a man made in the image of god and for whom christ died slavery is snatching man from the high place to which he was lifted by the hand of god and dragging him down to the level of the brute creation where he is made to be the companion of the horse and the fellow of the ox it tears the crown of glory from his head and as far as possible obliterates the image of god that is in him slavery preys upon man and man only a brute cannot be made a slave why because a brute has not reason faith nor an undying spirit nor conscience it does not look forward to the future with joy or fear nor reflect upon the past with satisfaction or regret but who in this vast assembly who in all this broad land will say that the poorest and most unhappy brother in chains and servitude has not every one of these high endowments who denies it is there one if so let him speak there is not one no not one but slavery attempts to make a man a brute it treats him as a beast its terrible work is not finished until the ruined victim of its lusts and pride and avarice and hatred is reduced so low that with tearful eyes and feeble voice he faintly cries i am happy and contented i love this condition proud nimrod first the bloody chase began a mighty hunter he his prey was man the caged lion may cease to roar and try no longer the strength of the bars of his prison and lie with his head between his mighty paws and snuff the polluted air as though he heeded not but is he contented does he not instinctively long for the freedom of the forest and the plain yes he is a lion still our poor and forlorn brother whom thou hast labelled slave is also a man he may be unfortunate weak helpless and despised and hated nevertheless he is a man 
his god and thine has stamped on his forehead his title to his inalienable rights and characters that can be read by every intelligent being pitiless storms of outrage may have beaten upon his defenceless head and he may have descended through ages of oppression yet he is a man god made him such and his brother cannot unmake him woe woe to him who attempts to commit the accursed crime slavery commenced its dreadful work in kidnapping and offending men in a foreign and distant land and in piracy on the seas the plunderers were not the followers of mahomet nor the devotees of hinduism nor benighted pagans nor idolaters but people called christians and thus the ruthless traitors in the souls and bodies of men fastened upon christianity a crime and stain at the sight of which it shudders and shrieks it is guilty of the most heinous iniquities ever perpetrated upon helpless women and innocent children go to the shores of the land of my forefathers poor bleeding africa which although she has been bereaved and robbed for centuries is nevertheless beloved by all her worthy descendants wherever dispersed behold a single scene that there meet your eyes turn not away neither from shame pity nor indifference but look and see the beginning of this cherished and petted institution behold a hundred youthful mothers seated on the ground dropping their tears upon the hot sands and filling the air with their lamentations why do they weep ah lord god thou knowest their babes have been torn from their bosoms and cast upon the plains to die of hunger or to be devoured by hyenas or jackals the little innocents would die on the middle passage or suffocate between the decks of the floating slave pen freighted and packed with unparalleled human woe and the slavers in mercy have cast them out to perish on their native shores such is the beginning and no less wicked is the end of that system which scribes and pharisees in the church and the state pronounced to be just humane benevolent and christian if such are the deeds of mercy wrought by angels then tell me what works of iniquity there remain for devils to do it is the highly concentrated essence of all conceivable wickedness theft robbery pollution unbridled passion incest cruelty cold-blooded murder blasphemy and defiance of the laws of god it teaches children to disregard parental authority it tears down the marriage altar and tramples its sacred ashes under its feet it creates and nourishes polygamy it feeds and pampers its hateful handmade prejudice it has divided our national councils it has engendered deadly strife between brethren it has wasted the treasure of the commonwealth and the lives of thousands of brave men and driven troops of helpless women and children into yawning tombs it has caused the bloodiest civil war recorded in the book of time it has shorn this nation of its locks of strength that was rising as a young line in the western world it has offered us as a sacrifice to the jealousy and cupidity of tyrants despots and adventurers of foreign countries it has opened a door through which a usurper a perjured but a powerful prince might stealthily enter and build an empire on the golden borders of our southwestern frontier and which is but a stepping-stone to further and unlimited conquests on this continent it has desolated the fairest portions of our land until the wolf long since driven back by the march of civilization returns after the lapse of a hundred years and howls amidst its ruins it seals up the bible and mutilates its sacred truths and flies into the face of the almighty and impiously asks who art thou that i should obey thee such are the outlines of this fearful national sin and yet the condition to which it reduces man it is affirmed is the best that can possibly be devised for him when inconsistencies similar in character are no more glaring pass beneath the eye of the son of god no wonder he broke forth in language of vehement denunciation ye scribes pharisees and hypocrites ye blind guides ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte 
and when he is made ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves ye are like unto whited sepulchres which indeed appear beautiful without but within are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness let us here take up the golden rule and adopt the self-application mode of reasoning to those who hold these erroneous views come gird up thy loins and answer like a man if thou canst is slavery as it is seen in its origin continuance and end the best possible condition for thee oh no wilt thou bear that burden on thy shoulders which thou wouldest lay upon thy fellow-man no wilt thou bear a part of it or remove a little of its weight with one of thy fingers the sharp and indignant answer is no no then how and when and where shall we apply to thee the golden rule which says therefore all things that ye would that others should do to you do ye even so unto them for this is the law and the prophets let us have the testimony of the wise and great of ancient and modern times sages who wrote and warriors who bled plato declared that slavery is a system of complete injustice socrates wrote that slavery is a system of outrage and robbery cyrus said to fight in order not to be a slave is noble if cyrus had lived in our land a few years ago he would have been arrested for using incendiary language and for inciting servile insurrection and the royal fanatic would have been hanged on a gallows higher than haman but every man is fanatical when his soul is warmed by the generous fires of liberty is it then truly noble to fight in order not to be a slave the chief magistrate of the nation and our rulers and all truly patriotic men think so and so think legions of black men who for a season were scorned and rejected but who came quickly and cheerfully when they were at last invited bearing a heavy burden of proscriptions upon their shoulders and having faith in god and in their generous fellow-countrymen they went forth to fight a double battle the foes of their country were before them while the enemies of freedom and of their race surrounded them augustine constantine ignatius polycarp maximus and the most illustrious lights of the ancient church denounced the sin of slaveholding thomas jefferson said at a period of his life when his judgment was matured and his experience was ripe there is preparing i hope under the auspices of heaven a way for a total emancipation the sainted washington said near the close of his moral career and when the light of eternity was beaming upon him it is among my first wishes to see some plan adopted by which slavery in this country shall be abolished by law i know of but one way by which this can be done and that is by legislative action and so far as my vote can go it shall not be wanting the other day when the light of liberty streamed through this marble pile and the hearts of the noble band of patriotic statesmen leaped for joy and this our national capital shook from foundation to dome with the shouts of a ransomed people then methinks the spirits of washington jefferson the jays the adamses and franklin and lafayette and giddings and lovejoy and those of all the mighty and glorious dead remembered by history because they were faithful to truth justice and liberty were hovering over the august assembly though unseen by mortal eyes doubtless they joined the angelic choir and said amen pope leo x testifies that not only does the christian religion but nature itself cry out against a state of slavery patrick henry said we should transmit to posterity our abhorrence of slavery so also thought the thirty-eighth congress lafayette proclaimed these words slavery is a dark spot on the face of the nation god be praised that stain will soon be wiped out jonathan edwards declared that to hold a man in slavery is to be every day guilty of robbery or of man-stealing rev dr william ellery channing in a letter on the annexation of texas in eighteen thirty seven writes as follows the evil of slavery speaks for itself to state is to condemn the institution the choice which every free man makes of death for his child and for everything he loves in preference to slavery shows what it is 
every principle of our government and religion condemns slavery the spirit of our age condemns it the decree of the civilized world has gone out against it moses the greatest of all lawgivers and legislators said while his face was yet radiant with the light of sinai who so stealeth a man and selleth him or if he be found in his hand he shall surely be put to death the destroying angel has gone forth through this land to execute the fearful penalties of god's broken law the representatives of the nation have bowed with reverence to the divine edict and laid the axe at the root of the tree and thus saved succeeding generations from the guilt of oppression and from the wrath of god statesmen jurists and philosophers most renowned for learning and most profound in every department of science and literature have testified against slavery while oratory has brought its costliest golden treasures and laid them on the altar of god and of freedom it has aimed its fiercest lightning and loudest thunder at the strongholds of tyranny injustice and despotism from the days of balak to those of isaiah and jeremiah up to the times of paul and through every age of the christian church the sons of thunder have denounced the abominable thing the heroes who stood in the shining ranks of the hosts of the friends of human progress from cicero to chatham and burke sharp wilberforce and thomas clarkson and curran assaulted the citadel of despotism the orators and statesmen of our own land whether they belong to the past or to the present age will live and shine in the annals of history in proportion as they have dedicated their genius and talents to the defence of justice and man's god-given rights all the poets who live in sacred and profane history have charmed the world with their most enchanting strains when they have turned their lyres to the praise of liberty when the muses can no longer decorate her altars with their garlands then they hang their harps upon the willows and weep from moses to terence and homer from thence to milton and cowper thompson and thomas campbell and on to the days of our own bards our bryants longfellows whittiers morrises and bokers all have presented their best gifts to the interests and rights of man every good principle and every great and noble power have been made the subjects of the inspired verse and the songs of poets but who of them has attempted to immortalize slavery you will search in vain the annals of the world to find an instance should any attempt the sacrilegious work his genius would fall to the earth as if smitten by the lightning of heaven should he lift his hand to write a line in its praise or defence the ink would freeze on the point of his pen could we array in one line representatives of all the families of men beginning with those lowest in the scale of being and should we put to them the question is it right and desirable that you should be reduced to the condition of slaves to be registered with chattel to have your persons and your lives and the products of your labour subjected to the will and the interests of others is it right and just that the persons of your wives and children should be at the disposal of others and be yielded to them for the purpose of pampering their lusts and greed of gain is it right to lay heavy burdens on other men's shoulders which you would not remove with one of your fingers from the rude savage and barbarian the negative response would come increasing in power and significance as it rolled up the line and when those should reply whose minds and hearts are illuminated with the highest civilization and with the spirit of christianity the answer deep-toned and prolonged would thunder forth no no with all the moral attributes of god on our side cheered as we are by the voices of universal human nature in view of the best interests of the present and future generations animated with the noble desire to furnish the nations of the earth with a worthy example let the verdict of death which has been brought in against slavery by the thirty-eighth congress be affirmed and executed by the people let the gigantic monster perish yes perish now and perish for ever it is often asked when and where will the demands of the reformers of this and coming ages end it is a fair question and i will answer when all unjust and heavy burdens shall be removed from every man in the land 
when all invidious and proscriptive distinctions shall be blotted out from our laws whether they be constitutional statute or municipal laws when emancipation shall be followed by enfranchisement and all men holding allegiance to the government shall enjoy every right of american citizenship when our brave and gallant soldiers shall have justice done unto them when the men who endure the sufferings and perils of the battlefield in the defence of their country and in order to keep our rulers in their places shall enjoy the well-earned privilege of voting for them when in the army and navy and in every legitimate and honourable occupation promotion shall smile upon merit without the slightest regard to the complexion of a man's face when there shall be no more class legislation and no more trouble concerning the black man and his rights than there is in regard to other american citizens when in every respect he shall be equal before the law and shall be left to make his own way in the social walks of life we ask and only ask that when our poor frail barks are launched on life's ocean bound on a voyage of awful length and dangers little known that in common with others we may be furnished with rudder helm and sails and charts and compass give us good pilots to conduct us to the open seas lift no false lights along the dangerous coasts and if it shall please god to send us propitious winds or fearful gales we shall survive or perish as our energies or neglect shall determine we ask no special favours but we plead for justice while we scorn unmanly dependence in the name of god the universal father we demand the right to live and labour and to enjoy the fruits of our toil the good work which god has assigned for the ages to come will be finished when our national literature shall be so purified as to reflect a faithful and a just light upon the character and social habits of our race and the brush and pencil and chisel and lyre of art shall refuse to lend their aid to scoff at the afflictions of the poor or to caricature or ridicule a long-suffering people when caste and prejudice in christian churches shall be utterly destroyed and shall be regarded as totally unworthy of christians and at variance with the principles of the gospel when the blessings of the christian religion and of sound religious education shall be freely offered to all then and not to them shall the effectual labours of god's people and god's instruments cease if slavery has been destroyed merely from necessity let every class be enfranchised at the dictation of justice then we shall have a constitution that shall be reverenced by all rulers who shall be honoured and revered and a union that shall be sincerely loved by a brave and patriotic people and which can never be severed great sacrifices have been made by the people yet greater still are demanded ere atonement can be made for our national sins eternal justice holds heavy mortgages against us and will require the payment of the last farthing we have involved ourselves in the sin of unrighteous gain stimulated by luxury and pride and the love of power and oppression and prosperity and peace can be purchased only by blood and with tears of repentance we have paid some of the fearful instalments but there are other heavy obligations to be met the great day of the nation's judgment has come and who shall be able to stand even we whose ancestors have suffered the afflictions which are inseparable from a condition of slavery for the period of two centuries and a half now pity our land and weep with those who weep upon the total and complete destruction of this accursed sin depends the safety and perpetuity of our republic and its excellent institutions let slavery die it has had a long and fair trial god himself has pleaded against it the enlightened nations of the earth have condemned it its death warrant is signed by god and man do not commute its sentence give it no respite but let it be ignominiously executed 
honorable senators and representatives illustrious rulers of this great nation i cannot refrain this day from invoking upon you in god's name the blessings of millions who were ready to perish but to whom a new and better life has been opened by your humanity justice and patriotism you have said let the constitution of the country be so amended that slavery and involuntary servitude shall no longer exist in the united states except in punishment for crime surely an act so sublime could not escape divine notice and doubtless the deed has been recorded in the archives of heaven volumes may be appropriated to your praise and renown in the history of the world genius and art may perpetuate the glorious act on canvas and in marble but certain and more lasting monuments and commemoration of your decision are already erected in the hearts and memories of a grateful people the nation has begun its exodus from worse than egyptian bondage and i beseech you that you say to the people that they go forward with the assurance of god's favour in all things done in obedience to his righteous will and guided by day and by night by the pillars of cloud and fire let us not pause until we have reached the other and safe side of the stormy and crimson sea let freemen and patriots mete out complete and equal justice to all men and thus prove to mankind the superiority of our democratic republican government favoured men and honoured of god as his instruments speedily finish the work which he has given you to do emancipate enfranchise educate and give the blessings of the gospel to every american citizen then before us a path of prosperity will open and upon us will descend the mercies and favours of god then shall the people of other countries who are standing tiptoe on the shores of every ocean earnestly looking to see the end of this amazing conflict behold a republic that is sufficiently strong to outlive the ruin and desolations of civil war having the magnanimity to do justice to the poorest and weakest of her citizens thus shall we give to the world the form of a model republic founded on the principles of justice and humanity and christianity in which the burdens of war and the blessings of peace are equally borne and enjoyed by all End of section twelve